Hello everyone, I'm Steve the Limey. And I'm Blake the Yank. And together, we are... The Limey and the Yank. A rock talk podcast that takes on the great debate. From the UK to the USA, who really knows how to rock? From the Beatles to Def Leppard to Oasis and Adele, we have it all. I've got more. From Elvis to Aerosmith to Prince and Nine Inch Nails, we've got it all. Let the battle begin. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Limey and the Yank. We decided to broadcast out here in beautiful, sunny St. Petersburg. It's gorgeous, right, mate? It's an amazing day. It's really, it's cool, sunny, and lovely. Really nice out. Today is going to be all about guys with tight pants on. Not men in tights. (laughs) Like the English Robin Hood, yeah. I'm talking about falsettos. Who gets the loudest, who are the best rockers, and who do we love most of all? And we found a bunch of them, right, buddy? Oh, yeah. Well, see, when you're a man, to be a true falsetto, you need the tight underwear. Tight underwear. That's right. Tight pants. Talking about tight pants, I'm going to jump into a real oldie, one of my favorites. And actually, I I met this guy a few years ago when I was... uh, a little dancer in Manchester, Lou Christie, uh, who's from uh, New York. And he had some wonderful tunes, could dance fantastic. I always remember him coming off stage and saying, do you like dancing? <laughs> I said, yeah, I was like 16, starstruck, you know, getting ready to go. I said, yeah, me too. And he was a great dancer. And he had like... Moves like Elvis, who was a real rocker. Anyway, here's a little bit of his one, I, I guess his biggest hit ever in England. Lightning. We're not going to try and do the falsetto because. Oh, I get, I know that. I'm one. more yeah. of a baritone. Lightning strikes. Here we go. Let's hear a little bit of lightning strikes. That's yeah. really cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Thanks. And the, uh, oh, I loved it. And um, another one, uh, which was, I think, a hit in the 70s. I'm going to make you mine. But listen to this. He, he goes quite a few decimals higher than me. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Yeah, he was Mr. Dynamite. I don't know if he's still good. No, but the good news is we've now done two samples of falsetto singing and the dogs around us aren't barking. So we're probably safe to keep recording outside. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? I don't know, but they're not bothered by the tight pants. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, I had another American, but it's not about where they come from in this 
show is about how great they are. Yeah, we're reaching across the pond on this one. And uh, who you, uh, who have you got on your side of the pond this time? Well, just for fun, I do want to talk about the Everly Brothers. Yeah. Don and Phil. Yep. Amazing. They were born in Muhlenberg County, Kentucky. And for those of you who don't know, Kentucky has 120 counties. It's all about counties. If you live there, it's like, which county are you from? Oh, okay, you're from Pike County. That's different. Uh, but uh, <laughs> How do you know all this about Kentucky? Are I you there from Kentucky? Time. Why, indeed. Are you a Kentuckian? I lived there a long time, but I was, a, I was born in Texas. So I guess I'm all Southerner. Well, what are you, Kentuckian or a Texicana? Yeah, more Kentuckian than anything, probably because I enjoy <laughs> bourbon and horse racing. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. And Kentucky Fried Chicken? Well, of course. Who doesn't? You know what? We all thought, when I was a little boy, we thought we died and gone to heaven with Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> we still love it. The original re- recipe. And he kept the chicken. The colonel's clever. But all we had before they came... They came before McDonald's and all the others with fish and chips. But anyway, we're talking about music. So Don and Phil Everly. Yes. What harmonies. They oh. moved to Chicago to be big. So they moved there to get big in the music industry to grow their career. And... Please, sir, can I can I choose a song for you? Please, Please. do. Uh, you can do it to me sometimes, too. Go for it. A little bit. Kathy's Clown. harmonies yep i get even if you didn't look at them to see they were identical twins when you hear that they're on a different level but the complementary sound to each voice is it's breathtaking well i know you also when you said different level you're talking about skill but as far as level of falsetto that doesn't have a whole bunch of the falsetto in it like lightning striking again yeah, <laughs> it's not at the yeah. same pitch. If so you've I got lightning gonna... striking that, you are going to be, especially if it strikes you in the wrong place. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Sorry about that. But we can segue into another one because that was Kathy's clown, and I wanted to talk for just a moment about the tears of a clown. I'm going to stop you again. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> terrible. Could I just have one more from Phil and Don? Because okay. you kind of know it. Because I don't know you ever a bird dog. <laughs> You know what a bird dog is? I well, know what one is, but I no, I, I don't think I ever was. When we talk about beautiful ladies in England, of course, all the English will, will know. When we say bird, it's not like saying chick. Chick is a little bit, you know, it's a little, but bird is a nice compliment. When you say to a lady, very tasty, nice, lovely bird, you go, oh, thank you very much. So lovely that's bird. But anyway. So is that kind of like the American... All around great gal. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful lady. Really nice, you know, all the way through. And beautiful too, inside and out. But 
the guys that chase all the girls, they call them a bird dog. And ah. that's what this song is singing about. So that's why I want to get one of the best. I'm sorry. You can take it. No, no, no. Go ahead. Let's, okay. let's play a bit of bird dog because I know that song too. Yeah. Let's sing a bit. She's a bird dog. <laughs> you could probably do the accent. Dog. <laughs> is that what you say where you're from? Dog. Well, yeah, there's dog. You don't say doggy. Call me a little doggy. No. No. Come here, dog. Come on, dog. <laughs> whoa, whoa. All right, bird dog. <laughs> Hey, bird dog, get away from my player. Hey, bird dog, you're on the wrong trail. Bird dog, you better be my loving dog alone. Hey, bird dog, get away from my chick. Hey, bird dog, you better get away quick. Bird dog, you better find a chick a little love. Isn't that fun? You know, part of the fun of that is I don't think you really have to be an American or an English person to get the metaphor, because you listen to that and you're like, okay, exactly. Stay away from my gal. Yes, that's what it's saying. But that's what the stories are all about. That's what makes them so much better. When you're talking about that and how he's a really teacher's pet and all that. But go ahead, carry on, Sir Yank. Pardon my intrusion. Oh, I was just clowning around because we had Kathy's clown and I wanted to talk about Smokey Robinson being another beautiful falsetto voice. And it just made me think of that because we had Kathy's clown and I thought of Tears of a Clown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. He released that twice because I think the first time we released it, it, didn't, it wasn't the right timing or something. Really? But it was like number one in ages... In England. Oh, I love oh, it. Oh, cool. I didn't know yeah, that. Tears of a clown. I know you're going to put it on, right? Yeah, let's play a little bit. was growing up that was one of many songs i'd hear on the radio and i loved it i do too and of course being a kid you don't pay attention to men singing falsetto you don't necessarily say oh well did he have to do some vocal gymnastics for that or just put on gymnastic pants <laughs> they're tight i don't know never well, i don't think not. you have them in england we <laughs> just have things to protect ourselves through violent trusts of the ball and things like that uh, otherwise, you will become a falsetto very quickly. Hmm. Well, for, a short, for a short period of time, depending on how long the pain is. In well, that between. was the thing. And the rock stars in the 60s and 70s, like Jim Morrison, had the really tight pants. And then in the 80s, along come designer jeans where it's going, hey, let's show every detail off to the world. At least whatever can stick through denim. That is brilliant, mate. <laughs> That's right. Rod did it in uh, Do You Think I'm Sexy? I all got into the... Uh, yeah. By the time the 90s and 2000s brought around loose fitting and low rise, I'm sure a lot of men breathed a sigh of relief. A baritone <laughs> sigh of relief. <laughs> that's when Barry White, that's when Barry White came out, right? Yes, there you go. He was getting really popular. Oh, yeah. These pants are loose. Thank goodness. But, <laughs> not to sweat, getting back to the Smokey. He's a legend. He's a great songwriter, producer, 
And I correct me if I'm wrong, I think he was born in Detroit. Oh, yeah. He's a Detroit guy, and he was definitely part of that whole Motown scene. How about, since you left me for another guy, seeming like I'm heaven thorn. I don't know if I know my that tears. One. Oh, the tracks of my... I haven't heard that. <laughs> you know why you don't know that one? Because I wasn't singing it very well. Oh, and you go, okay. I really... You were just being polite and saying, <laughs> yeah, we're going to cut that out, Steve. But anyway, tracks of my tears. We didn't want to play it for our Valentine's special because it makes you want to cry because she's left you for another guy, you know. Which That's not know. very Valentine's. I don't know if that's... It happens to all of us. Yes, it does. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> Tighten your belt, mister. <laughs> pull right. up your pants and get over Let's it. show. <laughs> uh, ooh, I lost my Or is mind. it, no, it's not pull up your pants, it's put on your big boy pants. All right, I'm getting sentimental. I was kind of get, you know, let's show our audience how we feel. Let's put Smokey on. Let's say bye-bye to Smokey. Yep. What a great choice, so legend. Still going. But the thing is, when you think about it with these performers, now I think in his 80s, I think, or maybe late 70s, I don't know, can you still reach that heights in your voice? I know like Frankie and everybody's still uh, singing the same songs, but... I'm sure it'd be interesting to see how many octaves you got to bring it down. I don't know. Well, that's, the, that's the thing about it, a, a falsetto versus a soprano. So a man's vocal range, when he's singing in falsetto, he's deliberately goofing with his voice to make it sound high-pitched. So as a result, it's not that he's necessarily naturally flexing his musical vocal cords so much as he's doing a little bit of a trick. And I'll give you a perfect example that's actually making fun of falsetto. The songs by by the band Spinal Tap, which, for those of you who aren't familiar, Spinal Tap is a musical parody group. They do funny songs, and they have one song that they actually sing with Cher, who is not at all falsetto or soprano or alto. She's more a contralto, but they, like sing this, they sing this song called Just Begin Again, and the whole band is singing falsetto, and they're doing the little falsetto thing in such a way that it sounds like it's all coming out of their noses. Let's, let me play a little bit of that, just because it's funny, but it gives you some idea of how falsetto, the word false in there means we're kind of faking it. We're doing a fake voice. This is great, mate. It's a nice surprise. 
Yep, it's called Just Begin Again, and it's from the album... Quiet Birds. It's from the album Break Like the Wind. Better not break like the wind near me, I'll tell you that. Well, we're outdoors, it's okay. <laughs> it's easy for you to say, it depends which way the wind's blowing. This Sorry, we're still PG, but everybody does it, let's admit it. You just don't want it to come out on the mic. No, I'm only kidding. Anyway, I like that. Yeah. Isn't that silly? How do you find that? That was such a nice surprise. That whole buddy. bit where they go, no singing, no singing. And you're like, oh, that sounds like helium. Somebody put some helium in the studio, and the next thing you know, everybody's full set Oh, my God. <laughs> well, at least taking off on a hot air balloon, sucking in all that helium. I'm going to jump to my next choice, and I love this. This guy is awesome. He's been in one of the most powerful rock and roll bands, soul bands, jazz bands. You can wrap them all up in one. Earth, Wind and Fire has everything. And they also have Phil Bailey, who united with Phil Collins and produced... Yes! That's 80s music, so you're talking my thing, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, that that spectacular? That kind of came out of the blue with those two. Mm -hmm. And they complimented... And I have to say, uh, both Phil's, one of the best songs ever produced, ever. You just cannot help Phil Bailey with, I mean, Earth, Wind & Fire. They're yeah. a legendary band. I've seen them. I go and see them over and over again. They are still going strong. And I, one of my all-time favorite, but I love Earth, Wind & Fire. And Phil Bailey, this is your song, baby, with the other English do. Phil Collins. Yeah, let's play a bit. American in English. There you go. Sometimes it works. What do you know? Does that get you off your chair? That's great. <laughs> Good job you didn't see me off my chair. But anyway, that was one of my favorites. I also want to make the comment about Earth, Wind, and Fire that's kind of cool is that they had the same kind of harmony, layered harmonies that the Beach Boys could do, but they had a much broader range because they would reach into falsetto more often. They weren't afraid to do that. And Philip Bailey was, of course, part of that. Oh, yeah. Still... Uh, in the land of fantasy. Oh, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. So, uh, here's another one for you from America. And this one is also kind of funny, like Spinal Tap. This guy, comic personality, but he spent a lot of time in the 60s and 70s on television making people laugh. His name is Tiny Tim, and he was born Herbert Buckingham Cowrie, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's an American. He had the huge curly hairdo like Weird Al before its time. And he also was a very unusual character in just every sense of the word. And that's part of what made him so much fun and so interesting. And the one thing that was so popular, Tiny Tim was not tiny. He was a big fella. He looked tall. Yes. And he used to crouch down, right? And he had that little ukulele. Exactly. But he wasn't a real size 
ukulele. It was a mini one. Yeah, and that I was what made it, it so funny. Did you use it to make them even bigger or just for the character? It was like a little toy instrument because the contrast between the big guy and the tiny ukulele with him playing it. And one of the songs that he did that everybody adored was Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Entirely sung falsetto. <laughs> yep. So, are you guys take your ladies out, are you partners, and go tiptoe through the tiptoe through the tulips, through the tulips. That's his. I can't get any higher than that. He's like Denny's Russo, though. Get, I mean, he's a big guy that can sing high pitch. Do That's your high cool. pitch. See if you can beat that. Tiptoe. Through oh, I can't the do. Tulips. I can't do the. See, I sound eyes. like Angela Lansbury, like my. Sister always sings rock songs. Every time she sings, she <laughs> sounds like Angela Lansbury. Not that Angela Lansbury can't sing. No, I'd love to hear Angela Lansbury do <laughs> Judas Priest. <laughs> a whole lot That'd of love. That'd be awesome. I want a whole lot of love. <laughs> Screaming for vengeance! <laughs> Screaming! All right, Screaming do your tiny Tim and we'll play a little bit. Go on. <laughs> no, come on, I'm not letting you do it away. through the tulips! Come on, you can do better. Come on, is that as... I think that's as high as I can go right now. And I've had coffee, so that's probably at least a quarter of an octave (laughs) boost. Well, it's like ten octaves higher than mine, so you win that one. Here you go, Tiny Tim. That's a cute song, wasn't it? Yep. He and I think that's why everybody found him adorable. Too. I think he was very dark, always coming black, like Johnny Cash. Not always. Him. But to give you some idea, I when heard. I say he's a comic personality, he was on TV shows, he was on shows like Laugh-In that were comedy, but he was also a guest on the Hollywood Squares. Oh, I remember that show. A game show. show that was really more about letting random personalities in Hollywood be themselves and everybody laugh at them. Didn't you always want to be in one of those squares, though? Because that's like your little <laughs> stage, and they always give you a question that's related to you or something that you know to make your stardom bigger. <laughs> I want one of those boxes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. The stylistics. Unbelievable. I think The Temptations are probably my favorite, one of my favorite groups of all times, if not the favorite. Stylistics are right up there. The harmonies and lead Russell Tompkins Jr. Jr.? Yeah. So there was a falsetto Russell Tompkins Sr. There could have been. I don't know if he was a falsetto, though, uh, but unbelievable. Um, Out of Philadelphia Soul Group. Cool. um, Did ballads and funk, and I think they, they must have had over 12... Hits, if not number one hits in England. And I loved huh. it because he always like filmed, you know, the old videos where they actually go on the location and actually do it there. Uh-huh. Before I came back to the States, because I wanted to come back since being a kid uh, to immigrate back. Don't worry, I was a permanent resident. Okay. Well, I don't 
have any problem and with illegal. that. Illegal. I like that song. In illegal alien. Oh, dear. Was that Genesis? I'm <laughs> that, not. I'm a citizen. That fan. was Genesis, I think. I don't so, think that was Phil Collins' solo. I think that was Genesis. I'm American English. Proud to be both. That's what America's all about, baby. But anyway, they did ballads, funks, and everything. And the songs, I tell you, like Frankie Valley makes the girls melt. This guy makes him crumble too. Just, just absolutely breathtaking. And my inspiration, and I couldn't wait to get on that 747 on Virgin Atlantic to come back to the big country. And I'm watching TV on top of the pops and the stylistics. Oh, cool. The, they're on the skyscraper in New York, all dressed up in those great outfits that they all, it was class, it was style, it was rhythm. And it was the outfits, and they're in Manhattan, and the sun's shining, and they're on top of the roof. Not like the Beatles when they did Let It Be, and it was raining and drizzling. So it was like that television camera-friendly performance where everybody's dressed up and snazzy, and they're all kind of standing together, that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Like you'd see on American Bandstand or Soul Train? Exactly. I was always a Soul Train guy more than American Bandstand. I wish I could watch both, but... Obviously, back then, you couldn't record both. But if I had the choice, I'd always go for... Soul Train had a better beat, and you totally could dance to it. In fact, you were expected to. Funky, funky. <laughs> Everybody dancing. No offense, awesome. no offense on, on the other show. What, what did Eddie Murphy say about white people dancing? They dance like old people make love. Oh, God. <laughs> I hadn't heard that routine, Very. but... <laughs> and if you compare, I want to see that'd be a good video comparing the dance oh, routines Lord. at Soul Train <laughs> and American Bandstand. There's a few good ones, but not that many. Some of them. And the, the worst dancers are in top of the pops in the crowd. I think they put the worst dancers on the floor to make the stars stand out. Does that <laughs> wow, make sense? Look, there's all this peripatetic motion around these guys. Check them out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to put you on a New York skyscraper on the top with the stylistics. And I can give you anything but my love. Sorry, that's the best I can do. We'll let Russell take it away. There you go. It just makes you want to fly, doesn't it? I love it. And I'm going to take another one and do a back-to-back -back and put one more in because not only could he do ballads, he was an incredible at doing love songs, but they could rock and jam and funk and dance. So uh, play rock and roll, baby.
That's one of my favorites. Cool. All right. See, I wasn't really familiar with them, so I like that. Yeah, they're stylistics. Love them. So on a side note, I want to talk about something new, which is more recent as far as falsetto. One of my favorite modern bands has been Panic at the Disco, and we've had them on other shows. But um, what's fun about it is if you listen to the albums, there's this progression where they're trying to get... It's almost like lead singer Brendan Urie is trying to find out what more he can do. So the last album they did, Death of a Bachelor, on the one hand, he grew up listening to Frank Sinatra, and he's got these low crooning Frank Sinatra numbers that he's completely put together himself. But on the other, there was a hit song off of that called Emperor's New Clothes, where he is intentionally trying to push the falsetto ceiling. And there's a particular pinnacle in the, well, just shy of the middle, where it's obvious that all he's trying to do is say, how high can I sing without my pants exploding? <laughs> there it is. So let's let's go ahead and listen to this. It's, it's kind of like the... The sound of a, a detonation countdown, and you're like, he's coming right there to the brink of falsetto. And he does it quite masterfully, yeah, I have to say. Talking about that's hilarious. Talking about guys exploding, that reminds me of Monty Python and the Meaning of Life, with the yes. guy, one more wafer thin big please, and oh, he explodes dear. on the crowd. No, not Mr. Creosote. I'm oh, sorry, I don't no. want to put you off your rice pudding. I'm sorry, let's say the song. Yeah, so this is Emperor's New Clothes by Panic at the Disco, and this is the part where he goes for the really high note after building up to it. He did it. Yes. Didn't he? <laughs> Holy moly. You sure he didn't explode after that? <laughs> I think he may have exploded. He went on to record more songs. That's hilarious. It's kind of like the end, the tail bio at the end. <laughs> Brendan Urie never hit that note again, but he was always trying. The more you Actually, I disagree. About... I've seen them live. I saw this tour, and yeah, he knocked it out. He's like, okay, I'll do that note. Woo. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. That the more I listen to you about Panic... And that the more I like that stuff, because I yep. wasn't familiar until I met you about it. And it, it is, it's some really great, fun, interesting stuff. I love it, buddy. They're pretty eclectic, and that's what's kind of fun about it. For example, this last album, you've got the Sinatra stuff, you've got the pop stuff. The album before, it had a heavy 80s feel. And then I talked about the Beatles-sounding album, Pretty Odd. It's, it's got an interesting mix across the board. They always, always have something new to bring to the table. They're not scared to go in any genre. Or do anything different. No, I think exactly. Another can do it. I love it. Hey, kids! Time to go for now. You crazy Kentuckian! The only good thing that come out of Kentucky was KFC and bourbon and thoroughbreds and Corvettes, bluegrass music. Don't listen to that mad mank. We invented rock. We make it all better. Please join us next time on. The Limey and the Yank. Yank.